Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bear Hunting Podcast, episode number three. As always, I'm Matt Schumann, your host. Um, today, I want to talk about baiting tactics and strategies. Um, so, I got a guest with me today that uh, is probably one of the uh, best at masters of bear baiting that I know of. Um, let's try not to walk into a little pun there. Um, anyway, um, you know, for those of you that uh, maybe don't bait or haven't tried it because you said you think well it's not necessarily it sounds like oh what could be so challenging about uh you know throwing out some donuts and shooting a barrel over it's got to be real easy like shooting a fish in a barrel right well for those of you have tried that's not the case um matter of fact a little quick story my first year bear hunting um I, I thought it would be that easy so i went out and i threw some i even i even took the time to find some bear tracks to set up next to and I threw out some bear bait, and uh, it just, it <laughs> it was an epic failure. I didn't get a single bear. So, I didn't even see a bear, as a matter of fact. So, um, but uh, anyway, so today I've got Floyd Gasser of Big Woods Bear Sense um, with me today. Uh, welcome aboard, Floyd. How are you? Good afternoon, Matt. Happy to be here. Cool. Good to hear it. So, um... So just so for those, you know, in my first episode, I, I said I wanted to bring along, get uh, bear hunting legends that uh, maybe nobody's ever heard about. And I feel like you're one of those people. Um, so for those that don't really know you, um, tell us a little bit about your bear hunting experience. Um, you know, how many bears you shot, that kind of thing. Well, so far I've taken 30 Black bears, all with archery equipment. Uh, six that qualify for Pope and Young. Um, to me, a bear is a bear. I enjoy just the chess game, as I call it, of bear hunting. The big ones are no more important to me than the small ones. Smaller ones, I should say. I've bear hunted in uh, Wisconsin, Maine, Quebec, Ontario, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. I'm also in the draw for Minnesota and Michigan. Cool. Very cool. So, um, where all have you baited bears at? I know uh, you've told me in the past that you've done a lot of uh, sort of do-it-yourself baiting in Canada. Want to tell me a little bit about that? We do a lot of do-it-ourselves baiting in Ontario. Matter of fact, the area we hunt is Ours to take care of, we send all our own bait up. Uh, the outfitter does pre-bait it, but we have chosen all of the bait sites ourselves, positioned them, set them up. We use exclusively our bait and our scent products on there. Um, that would be where we currently are. I've also set up two other outfitters in Ontario that we bear uh, hunted that previously that we're completely new to bear hunting. Um, we do our own baiting wherever and whenever possible. When we hunt in Quebec, we had our own bait sites and we took care of those for the week while we were there. Usually we stayed between a week and two weeks. Did a lot of pre-baiting and a lot of baiting and hunting ourselves. All of our own cameras. Made all our own decisions and where to hunt. Um, similar to that in Maine, um, Manitoba, we have some input, we do our own base, 
And Saskatchewan, I was kind of a do what you're told type hunt, and uh, we pulled out of that one. It's not enough hands on for us. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of goes back to, you know, Saskatchewan and Manitoba sort of have that guide rule in place, which sort of, you're not really supposed to do that sort of thing. So, makes sense. But, cool. Glad to hear it. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of baiting theories out there. You always hear about, oh, yeah, you only want to put out a little bit of bait or, you know, do it early or whatever. What's, What's your theory on baiting? We bait as much as possible, as far before the hunt as possible. Granted, you have to play everything with a reasonable financial and time constraints in there. Um, I always go back, and you know this one very well, back to the old analogy of the old town dumps in the northern Midwest. There was a continuous supply of bait all spring, summer, and fall when the bears were up and about. It was a varying bait supply, and the bears didn't get sick of it. You had dozens and dozens of bears on them. Some sight day after day. But the key is to have a varied supply of bait. They're not going to eat the same thing all summer long. But in a way, they will get sick of it. Their bodies are craving different things. Nature has a bear pre-programmed to look for what it needs to feed its body at that time of the year. Um, we run. I follow the season. Start in the spring. Move your way right on through the sweets. We use a little bit of sweets in the fall and time to hunt, but for the most part, we're looking for carbs and protein. Um, the sweets pretty well end when the berry situation is over. And then they move on to nuts. So we run a lot of uh, trail mix and that type of thing. Nuts. Any kind of nuts, really. Springtime. There's times there when they're on their heavy feed after their bodies get going and the weather gets going and nature provides them with enough natural food. They'll eat most anything there for a period of about three weeks to a month. It doesn't typically coincide with your spring hunting season, though, unless you hunt very late in your most places spring season. And they really don't get heavy on that spring feed till after our Memorial Day here in the States. There through June is when they're really feeding. So that's kind of uh, our baiting system in a nutshell, but yeah, it's much more complicated than that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that anybody that thinks they can just go and, you know, buy some old bread for from the bakery or get some cones or whatever and throw it on the ground and they'll shoot a bear. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I think to consistently, I don't even think I, I know just because I've done it myself too, you know, in order to consistently shoot bears, you, you've got to understand how it works. And it's a lot more complicated than just throwing some sweets out and shooting a bear. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of bears. Here with our bear bait business and also through the scent business, 
up to a certain amount that shows and such and he gets out of one of the biggest problems with people successfully continually killing bears is they don't give the bears enough credit. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. I, I think hands down there, you know, everybody you hear about people getting the rush from the the wily old whitetail buck and everything that but you think that that they're smart, a uh, mature bear, an old boar, boy oh boy, that thing is way, way, way smarter than any whitetail, that's for sure. So, but, uh... uh and, are 15 years old, and I tell people, you're not the first person to try to kill him. Yeah. He's played this game, and he's won up to this point. Yep. Oh, I know. His whole life is playing this, you know, if you want to consider baiting as a chess match. He, he spends his whole life playing the chess match, and, and you just show up and think you're going to beat him? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's done. You better bring your A game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so, you know, some of the other theory, because, I mean, I, I use the same theory. I, I put out as much bait as I can Um you know, I hunt later, as you know, I, I hunt later seasons in the Upper Peninsula, and I try to mimic what the bears are eating, and later in the year, not a lot of people even cue in on this, but later on in the year, the bears, you know, start switching to a nut-based diet, and, um, you know, if you keep baiting with grains or whatever, they're not into that anymore, and so, you know, I put out as much as I can to use trail mix or whatever to mimic it, and i consistently shot bears like that but um you know i agree with your theory but what's what are some other you know like using limited amounts of bait or whatever why don't you like to do that in my opinion you need to become the bear's primary food source on a daily basis you're not a dessert you're not a secondary food source. If you are, there's times when it's not cost-effective to a bear to walk out of its way to eat four mouthful of food. They burn more calories to get there than what they gain. Their net loss gain is just not there. And Mother Nature does not allow animals to behave that way. Oh yeah, agreed. I mean, I know a lot of guys that only put out, you know, maybe two gallons of bait at a day or every other day or whatever. And you're, I mean, you know as well as I do, a, a barrel go through, you know, two gallons of bait. I mean, I, within an hour, <laughs> you know what I mean? One barrel will. If, you know, for them to even consider going out of their way from a primary food source to go do that, you know, what they're naturally on, there's no way, no way. So, oh, they could eat ten percent of their body weight a day when they're on a heavy feed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A three hundred pound bear can eat thirty pounds of food a day. Yep, that's that's right. And if you have multiple bears coming in, which typically if you've got very few baits ever have one bear coming in, if you've got a successful bait, you're going to have multiple bears coming in. You, you think about how much thirty pounds of food weighs. I mean, hauling that out there, you got to haul a lot of bait to keep up with the bears, that's for sure. So, but, um, cool. Um, what do you, you know, there's another theory out there I've always heard about 
cutting um, bait at the end of your hunt. How do you, how do you think that works? Do you think, I I personally used it. I, I haven't had any success with it. Do you like that or no? Are you talking after you're done at night? Or no, no. Where um, you know, right before your hunt, you you know, say you're using just an example, five gallons of bait a day, right? And then right before the hunt, you cut down to two gallons of bait because um, to create competition amongst the bears. Do you believe in that or no? Not one bit. No. A hungry, a hungry bear is a gone bear. It's gonna walk till it finds somewhere to eat. Yeah. And they need to eat. They're they're driven to eat. That's their, one of their main objectives for the whole time they're awake. Yep. Is to eat, eat and reproduce. Yeah. And the reproducing part takes place in June. Yeah. In early July. So they're just gonna leave. They don't have to be home at night. They don't have to come home to go to bed. Yeah. If there's a good food source 20 miles away, that becomes home. There's, they have a home, so to speak. They have a core range, but when it comes down to eating, they go where the food is. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a study going on in the Upper Peninsula right now. It's called the UP Predator Prey Study. It, they're studying um, the effects of predation on... Um, whitetail fawns because we have really low deer numbers here and they want to know why and what they found because they radio collar some bears and what they found is especially later in the fall bears will travel and i mean you've seen this too bears will travel long long distances we're talking hundreds of miles to what seems to be food it seems to be food driven for whatever reason from their poor range so I mean, if you think they're going to hang out for a couple cones, you got to be kidding me, <laughs> you know. So. Absolutely, because in the core range, there is enough for them to get along. Yeah. And yep. main, but there's not. They're driven for that abundant quality food. Yep. Yep. So. Well, good. Um. Yeah. So. What do you? What do you think is a quality bait there's a you know you you say it a lot and what is a quality bear bait you guys sell a lot of bait you know through your bait business so i know you guys what is the best bait you sell if i could only use one it would be trail mix it covers all the bases got the nuts a little bit of candy uh, a few other odds and ends in there usually some dried fruit stuff like that um, if it was only one thing, that's the one I would use. Early in the year, or different times of the year, or to keep your costs under control. Yeah, there's several others. The ice cream cookies work great as an extender. We have what we call extenders, and we have what we call our go-to baits. Over the years, when we used to bake with... Uh, sticky, sweet granola all the way right into the Wisconsin season, we'd watch the bears leave the bait consistently. When we stopped using that and moved over to the uh, trail mix, suddenly you can hold the bears on the bait a lot longer into the season. Yep. Yeah, I've had that same, and I've tested it too. I mean, I've used, you know, I've used other baits and, and didn't have... Uh, nutty based, you know, trail mix or 
peanuts or almonds or something, and I didn't have it in the bait, and all of a sudden it was you know, around here. It seems to be right around the 10th of September, middle of the month anyway. They they'll pretty much stop hitting your bait regularly unless you put trail mix in there, and all of a sudden, it, just like magic, they start hitting it. So 100% agree. I mean, that I that's how I've shot. I'm up to five bears now in the late season. Um, I mean, it's just, you can't do it unless you're mimicking their natural food. So, um, that, that's interesting, though, that, um, you know, because you always hear about what's, I, I think if you ask your average, you know, novice bear hunter, well, what's the best bear bait? I think most pull back is saying, you know, um, granola. And that's interesting that, you haven't had that great a result with it. Why do you think that is? Is it just that it doesn't have the, you know, it's not naturally what they're eating that time of year, or why yeah, is that, you think? Wheat-laden. I mean, that was the sticky granola that was literally losing corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get away from the sweet, so if the bears didn't want the sweet, they didn't have an option. I like to give them an option, even... Though when we use trail mix, we'll use several other feeds also. But I don't mix everything together and smear it together. I like to put it in globs so they have their choice. If they don't want a certain thing, they can just shove it to the side. And hopefully, by offering them five or six different items, I'll have one or two there that they want to eat. And this is when they start getting difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I used to do that. I used to do, used to have this little bait ritual where I'd, I'd make a, a bait bucket and I'd pour some nuts in there and then I'd put, I don't know, some cookies and maybe some oats in there and then I'd mix it all in with some pie filling and frosting and a little of your uh, bear crack that you sell. And, uh, it, I mean, it, it's the bears seemed to like it, but there were some bears that wouldn't come back and I always wondered why. And, and then this last season I, I started just a... Uh, mainly due to a time constraint, I said, you know what, I'm going to just plop everything separately. And I noticed I held specific bears a lot longer because of that. Because you could tell they would come in and they wouldn't touch certain things. It was funny. So, yeah, but, they're a lot like people. They all don't like everything. Yeah. We used to run 30 to 40 baits in Ontario. You'd stop at one bait and the gummy cannon would be laid. On to the next bait, and the gummy candy is gone, but the licorice would be laying there. And that you do that all day long. And even as far as meat and stuff, you'd have some bears that would need some meat and fat. They're all like people, they all have their own palate. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of meat, have you ever had any luck with meat? I know I've seen a lot of videos of. Canadian outfitters using meat, especially in the spring. Do you think that works well, or...? It's just another dimension to your bait site. Um, it's another way to offer protein and fat. Yeah. Um, my concern in areas of high wolf population and more is you end up with a lot of wolves hanging out at your bait. Yeah. Yeah. They create havoc on a bear bait site. Yeah, you may have some bears that still hang around there, but from what I've seen, you will not have what you could have had 
hanging her on there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I um, you know, I I've had wolf problems because one of my where I, I almost hate to say this, but where I hunt is a core wolf area and uh, seems to keep a lot of people away. And uh, but I always have wolves at my bait. But this year, what I noticed because I was um just to get as much food out there as I could, I was putting out uh um the day old donuts that I was getting from the bakery. And um, what I was noticing is the wolves were coming in just for, because I don't use any meat just for that reason, because, I mean, I've seen, um, you know, the bigger boars, they, they tend to keep the wolves away, but, you know, you're scaring a lot of young bears out of the, the bait, which, um, not even young bears, I mean, you know, if they're a 150-pound bear, you know, regardless of their age, the wolves are chasing them up trees, but... You know, and that, that just isn't good for your bear bait. But, um, so I noticed that the wolves were coming in and they were eating donuts. And so I stopped using the donuts and the wolves stopped coming. So, um, I, I guess it's just the grease in there is what they liked, which I was really interested in. But, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, wolves aren't fun. That's why I don't use any meat. So, um, so I wouldn't really have any experience with it but uh cool um yeah so i guess speaking of canada give me a hunting story out of canada i know you've had some pretty wild bear hunts you've told me about what uh what would you say is your wildest bear hunt you've been on probably the very first one i ever went on which was interesting to say the least Beautiful area. Outfitter was a little off, but it was all by boat. Had no idea. Had been around the lake one time. Showed the bear bait. It was our own stand. Kind of a pre-baited do-it-yourself deal. Unbeknown to me, he was and his helper were going to take off and go to town for the night and not come back to camp. So I headed out to hunt where we had set up. Had a bear come in. It was a nice bear. I shot it. That was simple enough. Previously I had had a very large bear behind me shaking small poplar trees as a sign of dominance, carrying on, whooping, popping, breaking things. Like I said, I knew very little about bear hunting. I didn't really even know what the thing was doing. <laughs> Shot the other bear. Thought, well, that'll get rid of the other one. I'm in deer hunter mode, you know. You make a disturbance and your whole neighborhood goes quiet. For yeah. Here to were a week. <laughs> so, this one runs a small horseshoe. The one I shot comes back. Size about 10 feet from the bait pile. <laughs> cool. I look back that was there, which is now walking about 10 feet beside my tree, headed for the big pile of eat. <laughs> he walks up there and starts eating. <laughs> well, this is interesting, but it is what it is. You smell this other dead bear, he'll take off. Well, not exactly. It started getting towards evening, dark, not dark, but dusk. Oh, well, this is getting a little complicated now. I'm in the middle of some place I have no idea where 
where I am. There's one trail in, one trail back to the lake. And I've got to go back by the lake. Nobody's going to miss me here, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, there was a big rock next to the base pile. I shoot an arrow into that rock, and by then it was dark enough I could see the sparks fly off of the arrow. <laughs> it was about three feet from the bear's head as he was eating. All he did was look at the rock. Went back to <laughs> And this one that's eating is about four hundred pounds. I thought, oh, find my flashlight at him and yell at him. I'll get rid of him. <laughs> nah, he didn't really care. So finally, in my infinite wisdom, which I said I do nothing, I thought, boy, I'll leave my bow hang up here in the tree with an arrow all ready to go, and I'll leave my release on, and I'll climb down and chase him off. And if he comes after me, I'll climb back up and shoot him. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to It was all I had to go with. So, thankfully, I climbed down, yelled at him, and he took off. <laughs> oh, that's good. The trail that ran through the lake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the one I had to take. <laughs> And there's no way you're going to cross country to deal with the mostly dark at this point. Uh -huh. A place you have no idea, so down that trail I go. In the boat, off I went. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Keep that bear till morning. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Did you have to retrieve it yourself? Yeah, an outfitter was still in town with his helper. He was just uh, probably just getting home. <laughs> they went out. I know what they did. They went out and got in the bar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, we were on our own. Linda was along at the time, but she didn't hunt yet. So she did come out and help me mm -hmm. get the bear out. So, oh, yeah. Very interesting place. That's awesome. So, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of them, but that's part of the fun of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm sure after that you were hooked, too, as you're like, this is not whitetail hunting. <laughs> that was the one bear I wanted to shoot. My whole intention was to go and shoot one bear with my bow, and then I was supposed to have enough. That was 30 bears ago. <laughs> yep. That is, that's, that's how it is. That's, you know, I just wanted a bear too. I, I had no intentions of, you know, doing as much bear hunting. I just wanted to shoot a bear. And I'm six bears in now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The best of you, that's for sure. That's for Either sure. don't in the bear hunting world, it seems. Yeah. completely absorbed and bitten by it, or you can take it or leave it or just don't do it. Yeah. It seems to be a lot of middle ground. Yeah, so. the, there is not, there does not seem to be a whole lot of passive bear hunters that, I mean, there, there's definitely some. You know, I, I think there's some, you know, especially in, you know, around, especially Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, where, you know, folks can go a few years between bear tags. They probably don't get some, some of them don't get too ramped up about it just because of waiting on tags, but I think there's some that really, you know, like you and I that just 
got to do it every year for sure. So, but uh, cool. So yeah, that's um, I guess that brings up something I was thinking of. You always hear about because you had a bad experience in an outfitter going to Canada, and I always hear the horror stories about that. But if you have in in the back of your head that you know if you've never been to an outfitter, you could go, hey, well, my outfitter's supposed to be taking care of me, but if I go, and heaven forbid that the guy didn't really bait for me or do it right or whatever, you could potentially, um, you know, turn a good hunter, turn the hunt around by baiting yourself and you bring some bait up. Have you ever had to do that, where you've gone up and uh, found out the outfitter didn't quite bait for you or anything and turned it around and made a good hunt. Oh yeah, and got the places ready, you couldn't even find a trail to the bait site. There's <laughs> baiting heavily, the blind man should be able to find the bait site. Right, oh yeah. The trails and the human trails and baiting, so at that point, we we do it anyway, but we always travel with bait. Yeah. That's, that's a given, we always have as much bait as we can feasibly haul. And then we always have a bunch of our big woods, big bear scents along. Yeah. And we will use that to extreme in them conditions. I might use up most of a bottle on one day, one day. Yeah. Just spray the ever-loving daylights out of it and let it. Sometimes we won't. If it's not good and there's nothing going on, we'll get set up. Spray everything down good. Give everything a day of the rest. Then start hunting after that. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, we had that happen several times where we hunted in Quebec. I walked in with some mud on the way to the bait site. Been baiting, according to them, they've just been baiting away. Well, I could only find one set of boot tracks in mud. <laughs> yeah, yep. They know. <laughs> baited the rates of the stand all these other times when they were baiting. They baited once. <laughs> Just enough to make it look like there was a bait site there. Yep. That's always the horror story here, but if you've got a little even if you're even if you're not interested in baiting yourself, you know, you just want to go to an outfit or whatever, at least if you know how to do it, you can, you know, you get in that situation you can turn around and make it a decent hunt. So Yep, and that's pretty you guys, oh, like, should have a plan B for pretty well everything you do anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, you guys have shot bears like that, right? You shot um, where the belt fitter didn't, you know, bait for you or whatever. You've actually shot bears, right, off those hunts? Yep. Three, four, four years ago, we shot one at a place we don't currently hunt, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just nothing going on in bait sites, really were very lightly baited if they were baited once or twice before we got there. And we went into a different area and uh, I had my eye on a spot and it was 48 hours from the time we set it up until the time I killed the bear. Awesome. Nice. Well, good. Good deal. So... Now, you mentioned attractant sense, but um, I'd love to get into that, but I feel like that deserves its own episode because there's a whole lot to 
attract incense and advertising your bait site that I, I want to save that for another conversation. So, but, um, so we'll have to get you back on and talk about that another time. So cool. Um, awesome. Well, um, I guess let's wrap this up for now, Floyd. Um, thanks for checking in. We'll get you on again soon. And, um, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? Well, we'll get into the rest of it on another day. Just thanks for having me, and uh, you can't beat bear hunting, that's for sure. No, you sure can't. We'll talk so. to you later. Yep, talk to you later. Thanks, Floyd. Yep. Talk to everyone later. Have a great time. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.